welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Do not forget to follow on the Twitters, on the Grams, at RMK Madness. You can find more content there. Try and do some stuff. So I've been a little more quiet on social media recently. I'm going to try and pick it back up this week. A lot going on at the Madhouse. The Madhouse MK, I say. A lot going on. Busy times. Always busy, though. I'm always busy, it seems. Because even when I have free time, I'm busy doing all this other stuff, right? <sighs> and we're not even going to beat around the bush. Holy fuck. <clears throat> Holy fuck. What a Sunday. Rough <laughs> week two, fantasy-wise for me, a little bit. I- I'm not even joking. I could post it on Twitter. I have two leagues, two of my most important leagues, where I scored the second most points this week. But... I just so happened to play, in both leagues, the two teams that scored the highest amount of points. So in both leagues, had I literally played any other team, I would have won. Ouch. One of those, I'm now 0-2. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Oh, man. Still, still, the one I'm 0-2 in, I got Michael Thomas. He's out. Still, second most amount of points. Felt pretty good. Except for, I'm playing the person that scored the most. It's just not fair. And the Nuggets lost game two on a last second three by Anthony Davis. Down 2-0 in the series. (sighs) But yeah, bit of a rough fantasy weekend, I'm sure. I'm not the only one because fuck, man. What the hell? All the injuries. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Fuck. You begin, and we're just going to get into it. You're going to begin with, oh, 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 no, you're right, you're right, you're you're right. I can't just get into it. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. must needs play the ambulance effect for my infirmary update. Really, this is not even a infirmary update. I didn't even need to do that. What the hell am I doing? Really? It just, this was an atrocity. You start with Saquon Barkley. They fear torn ACL. Drew Locke out two to six weeks because he got knocked out with a shoulder injury, didn't come back. Hello, Jeff Driscoll. We'll get used to you for the next uh, month or so, right? Devontae Adams went out with a hamstring injury. Paris Campbell, that he was carted off. People thought he was done, but they they don't believe it's the ACL as they feared. So, Paris Campbell might be okay. Christian McCaffrey, the ankle injury. Cortland Sutton, he was battling that shoulder stuff. Came back to play. Got some targets. But then left. Knee. Leg. Pain, discomfort, cramps. So we'll see what happens with Mr. Uh, 
Corlin Sutton because this is a bad start for him. Tyrod Taylor left the game, got the chest injury, which gave way to Justin Herbert. We'll talk a little bit about that. Jimmy G out with the ankle. His teammate, Raheem Mostert, well, he lost a lot of teammates. Sam Fran lost a handful of guys yesterday. And then Raheem Mostert, he went out after he was killing it. He's been killing it. So, hey, I was a little worried if he could really keep it up and, you know, if some of the other guys were going to eat into his workload, particularly, you know, Jake McKinnon because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a McKinnon fan. And McKinnon has got some run, but it's made Tevin Coleman kind of non-existent. But now, it appears Mr. Mostert, the mustard man, as I claimed him last year, it would appear he's got an MCL sprain. So, 49ers in a little bit of trouble. And then, and then, Cam Akers went out with the rib injury. That's a shame. I was expecting more from him. And, uh, man, and I mean, th- th- this wasn't even all of it. Because you can't even account for all the defensive players. The, you know, I'm not even going to get into that. Holy shit. Bosa? I mean, I mean, it was just bloodbath. Bloodbath. Blood galore. Hence the Sunday bloody Sunday. Like, Jesus, man. I mean, remember all the times, all the pods leading up to the season. I preached depth. We didn't know how the season was going to go. It was going to be great. Now... I didn't imagine you'd have an insane rash of injuries like this, but it did mention that certain things, not having it, like preseason, lack of training camp, I understand why. And I understand why the players wouldn't want preseason. But it's also, man, this this is a lot of injuries. They're piling up. They're piling up. I mean, I definitely didn't have this massacre in mind. When I was talking about depth, but hopefully you're set. And in, in a lot of leagues, I'm looking pretty good. Otherwise, we're just going to get more and more opportunity, even deep dynasty leagues, to play the waiver wire because, well, fuck. <laughs> so it, 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 it's, it's insane. It's insane. And I'm with Odell on this one. He tweeted, hey, hey. You know, prayers and thoughts, something like that. I really should have looked at the tweet. But he got his thoughts out there for the players, because fuck yeah. It was just going down one right after another. It was, what the fuck? I was watching Red Zone, and you see, I I just, uh, (sighs) But before I get into week two, I've got to throw some punches real quick. I got to talk about a team that was at one point in time near and dear to my heart. Now, over the past several years, well, three, four, it's probably been more like two or three maybe, but over the past few years, I've started to distance myself from them. And hey, being here in Denver, Colorado, living here, kind of get a liking for the Broncos. You can't help it. And I grew up in Colorado before moving away. So there was always a little bit of that there. I could just never... My mom used to drive me crazy with the Broncos stuff, so I could just never completely latch on. But whilst I was not living in Colorado, I attached myself to another team. 
And I've been very disappointed with that team as of recent. And I kind of essentially denounced my fandom this offseason based on some moves that they made. And so, now seeing it play out, I mean, of course, it's the first two weeks of the season. It could get better. But 0-2, looking like one of the worst fucking teams in the NFL, it's not good. It's not good. And of course, I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Now, this is a team that, after I moved to Iowa, which, when I was a teenager, and, you know, they have no professional sports team, obviously, And in that general area, you tend to latch on to the NFC North teams. There's some Chiefs fans there, too. And then you see the bandwagon fans, you know, Broncos fans, Patriots fans. Any team that wins the Super Bowl, really, you see those jerseys start popping up all over the place. But it's a lot of NFC North Packers, Bears, Vikings. And I moved there at a time, and, and, and there was a period, short period of time where I kind of got out of watching sports. But when I got back into sports, I remember it was when I was living in Iowa, and I began watching football again. And I came across the Minnesota Vikings and a little squad that uh, had a trio nicknamed Three Deep. And they had Randall Cunningham. And it was just awesome. And then they began to evolve. They had Dante Culpepper. You saw Randall Smith or Robert Smith. Uh, you, you just see all these great players under Denny Green. And I just became such a fan. And it's really been torture since then. <laughs> I mean, even that was torture, if you really think about it. it, it, it the, the Vikings fandom is a torturous thing. And I stuck with them, stuck with it. And I was just like, hey, the, no, this is my team. No. This is my team, the Vikings. But now, it's, it's, it got to the point, well, not now. <laughs> a couple years back, obviously. And this maybe even started before that. It was getting to a point where it was like, when are they going to do what all the great teams are doing, the great organizations are doing? You know, we did the Brett Favre thing. Yeah, that was exciting, but eh. I mean, they tried bringing in Donovan McNabb. I mean, and it's like they don't trust themselves to draft quarterbacks because it was Ponder. And then it was Bridgewater, who looked very promising, and then he got hurt, and they gave up on him. They they just they can't get a good quarterback in there, and uh, it's, it, you just wonder what the fuck is going on. And... They keep latching on to these guys, so then they go after Kirk Cousins. Mm. And I was afraid that was a mistake. But I also looked at, hey, there's some good about Kirk Cousins. And, you know, if he's in the right system, maybe he can do some things. Because if you compared his numbers in Washington to Drew Brees' numbers while he was with the San Diego Chargers, they were extremely comparable. Drew Brees made a huge leap 
when he went to New Orleans. I figured there's a chance maybe he makes a leap in Minnesota. But I wasn't comfortable with it at all. I had been wanting them to get a young guy and develop him. And they had that with Teddy. And then they got rid of him. <laughs> they were just like, no, Teddy. No case, Keenum. We're going to go with Kirk Cousins. And I knew this was a problem. And I was already starting to have problems with Mike Zimmer. And then you see over time, I just don't feel, I feel like Zimmer can coach some defense. Although his scheme has become predictable. And overall, I just don't think he's head coach material. Even in his press conferences, sometimes the, the reporters will ask him, well, what happened here? I don't know. Have to watch the tape. Like most other coaches don't say that. They'll be like, well, we did this and that and that. And that's fine if he did. Maybe it's just an excuse not to talk, which fine, whatever. But it's just... Plus the whole idea of having an, a defensive head coach, then you're going to constantly be in a search for offensive coordinators because they're getting taken for head coaching jobs. So that's a problem. And then you look at Zimmer's overall record. Not great against winning teams. Only time he's won in the playoffs is twice against two, what I would say, overrated Saints teams. I just, especially now, Drew Brees just doesn't, he just doesn't have it anymore, the arm. It's just not what it was. And so, what happens in a contract year for Cousins, Zimmer, Spielman, when you can say, hey, let's see what you fucking got. In a contract year. For whatever reason, I don't know if they were afraid Mike Zimmer was going to go take to the Vikings to the Super Bowl and then have to pay him and Kirk Cousins a shit ton of money. Wasn't going to happen, no matter what. <laughs> but maybe that's what they were afraid of. I don't know. Or maybe they're just fine with mediocrity. Maybe they're just fine with that get to the playoffs every other, sh every other year shit that the Vikings been doing because that's what they've been doing. Maybe they're okay with that. But to me, that says you're okay with mediocrity, with being average, with just making money. You're really not pushing to do everything you can to win a fucking Super Bowl. And that's what the Vikings fans crave. And it just doesn't feel like by extending Kirk Cousins and extending Mike Zimmer and extending Rick Spielman, it doesn't feel... Like they crave a Super Bowl. It feels like they crave making money, which means they have to be at least average, mediocre. They're fine with mediocrity because if they wanted more, they would have let this season play out. And now it's proven more and more again that if things aren't perfect for Kirk Cousins, that he's just straight garbage. And Mike Zimmer, no, how good you, no matter how good you are, when you have to essentially replace your defense, uh, half your defense in a year where you don't get the same amount of time to try and do that, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. So <clears throat> the Viking ship is going down. And you look at their schedule. They got the Titans and then the Texans. And then you just look. It's a rough schedule. 
They'll get Daniil Hunter back. It's a t- okay, sorry, sorry. I'm done. I, I see I've wasted a lot of time on the pod. <laughs> but the point is, fucking dumbasses. <laughs> and that's likely what they extended. They extended the mediocrity because uh, I don't think the Vikings are going to bounce back and make the playoffs. Okay, I know it's 0-2. Still plenty of the season left to go, but... Nothing about this says playoff team or that they can turn it around quickly enough to become a playoff team, which means they're going to continue to follow that pattern of in the playoffs, out the playoffs, in the playoffs, out the playoffs. I just feel bad for Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. It's going to be rough. And probably Justin Jefferson. There's some guys, man. It's just rough. It's just rough. But hey, that's 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 what you get. Sorry for ranting on the Vikings. I just I just had to do it a little bit because it's been you know, it was for many years. It's such a big part being a Vikings fan was huge. And uh just a handful of years I started to lose it and the final straw with me was kind of the extension of Kirk Cousins and Zimmer and the idea that though they're just good they're okay just being this. Okay. And then you see the start of the season for them, and it's like I had to rant a little bit. I was kind of laughing today. Because my fandom is pretty much gone. I still cheer for them, but I'm no longer a fan. And I could tell today because it wasn't destroying me what was going on on the television. <laughs> Nope, nope. I was just kind of like, of course. So, yes. And I know some will say, oh, you abandoned your team. Eh. I want to root for organizations. I've rooted for all the Minnesota organizations for a long time. And they all do the same stupid shit. Now, maybe the Twins turn around, and I still got love for them all around. But part of it is, I want to see organizations do better. I don't like rooting for shitty organizations in general. It's not just the team. Teams have shit years. It's about the organizations. And then, of course, I moved back home, my home, Denver, Colorado. And I can't help but get some love back for the Colorado team. So it's a combination of things. But, man. Fucking Vikings are garbage right now. Okay, all right, I'm done. I'm serious, I'm done. On. Week two. Let's get into the madness and the thoughts. My thoughts. Well, first of all, holy shit, Aaron Jones, thank you. I love you. You have validated so much of what I've been saying over the offseason to all these people who said A.J. Dillon would make this huge impact right away. Uh, Fuck, before week one, it was like right before the games last week. I saw some asshole on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Whoever you are. Wish I could remember who you are. Some asshole put... A.J. Dillon scores a touchdown today. Aaron Jones doesn't. What are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck is wrong with people? 
168 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and then four receptions for 68 yards and another touchdown. He kicked ass. Benny Snail, well, he's back to being... <laughs> well, I fucked that up, really, because I was supposed to say Benny Snail, and then... But he, anyway, he's Benny Snail again. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm going to blame it on the sleep again. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing. Anyway, despite rumors... Connor pretty much got the bulk of the workload. 16 carries, 106 yards, a touchdown. So, I think uh, we can say Connor's going to be fine. Everybody was freaking out. I got into a conversation on Twitter. The question was, now, who would you rather get off the waiver wire? What's your priority? And it was between Benny Snell Joshua Kelly, and Naheem Hines. And as you'll see soon enough, I chose Joshua Kelly. And I'll explain why. I'll get to that. We'll get back to that. It's like, yes, yes, cliffhanger. We'll get back to it. (laughs) Also for Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson. 13 targets, 8 for 92, and a touchdown. And I think... There's a lot of ideas coming into this season that Juju is going to be fine, but he's not going to be with Pittsburgh. So it's likely going to be, at least in Dynasty, after this year where you really get the most out of Juju. Because if they're not going to sign him again, they really want to get the next guy into that lead role, right? Which seems like Deontay Johnson. I still like my James Washington making plays here and there, but he is going to be very dependent on the touchdowns. Didn't get one today, but you know who did? Chase Claypool. And three catches for like, I don't remember, but he did get a touchdown. (laughs) So, all right, the Rook making some noise. Then we move on to the uh, Colts, who spanked the aforementioned Vikings. I guess they didn't really. They should have. It should have been a worse score. Like, Philip Rivers and them Colts left some points on the field. Rivers better get his shit together. But Jonathan Taylor went to town. Naheem Hines literally had one touch. One target. One catch. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So again, all those who wanted to rush out to anoint Benny Snell this and Naheem Hines that wasn't paying attention. Once James Conner hit that full participation, it was pretty clear he was going to be the guy. Now, was I slightly concerned Benny Snell would get some more touch? Sure. But even if they gave Benny Snell some work. They were still going to go with Connor at first. And if he's running well and he's his ankle's okay, he was going to get some work. And, hey, he did. He got the bulk of it. So, so did JT. Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hines. One fucking catch. Jonathan Taylor, he got a few catches. And he also went for 101 yards and a touchdown. And then the other big thing was Mo Alley Cox. This is someone I was preaching during the offseason. Remember when I'm telling you to get these late round tight ends? Mo Alley Cox freaking went 
balling today. Five catches for 111 yards. And, you know, I, I am disappointed. I mean, we talked about previously about the Paris Campbell injury, and that's definitely, definitely not good for the Colts. But maybe that means we see a little bit more of T.Y. Hilton because up to this point, there's been a lack of T.Y. Hilton. I mean, where's the T.Y. Hilton signings at? But maybe eventually we get some more T.Y. And he's going to have to step up if Mr. Paris Campbell is out for a while. And it, it looks like he might be. For the Bills, Josh Allen went to town. 417, four touchdowns. Diggs, 8 for 153 and a touchdown. And, you know, good game for the Bills. We'll see what happens when they play the Rams next week. The vastly improved from 2019 Rams. Because uh, the Bills... Uh, that was two very close games against the Dolphins and, and the Jets. So we'll see how next week goes. But, hey, great game for the Buffalo Bills today. Very good game. And then, and then for the Dolphins, I will say, Mike Gusecki, good guy. Eight for 130 and one. He was another tight end. I really like this offseason. Great to see him doing some good stuff. I the running back situation is interesting. Jordan Howard not doing a whole lot with his share. But Breida got a little more involved this week. And I really feel like Miles Gaskin. I've been talking about him. But I really feel like he's taking over Jordan Howard's spot. It's going to be the Breida Gaskin show. And I mentioned that last time. This is kind of, or last pod. This is kind of playing out as I anticipated. You got to love when that happens, right? Yes. It's good to be right. It's fun to be right. You know what is not fun? Where the fuck is Preston Williams? Where the fuck is he? I'm just saying. I really enjoyed the Cowboys' comeback. That was a lot of fucking fun. Dak went ham. 450 yards. Four touchdowns. Three of them were rushing. Both Lamb and Cooper both went over 100. And the, the Falcons got to be killing them. So. They just, oh, those poor bastards. No! I know. They let another team come back after just a big lead. No! I know. Reminiscent of that Super Bowl against the Patriots. No! I know. It's insane. It really is. Gotta like that Cowboys offense. So that... I would like to see more of that. Let's just keep rolling, Cowboys offense. And goodbye, Ronald Jones. <laughs> I just can't wait for uh, all the stuff on Twitter because uh, Ronald Jones is in trouble now. There's a lot of people still into Ronald Jones. And I just kept saying, you know, if they really liked him that much, why would they bring in Fournette? Well, maybe it's because they're less impressed with Keyshawn. But they also had LaShawn McCoy there. And then they cut Dari Ogunbowale. So you knew Fournette was going to get it going at some point, And, oh, he got it going. He got it going today. He did, he did. For 12, 12 touches. I shouldn't say touches. Carries for 103 yards, two touchdowns. And he had a couple catch it, catches. Now, he looked great in the Bucks uniform. He really, he really did. He looked damn good today. You got to give Fournette some props. And he's 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 slowly becoming the guy in that backfield. 
which there are those of us out there who expected this to be. And it looks like this is also playing out as well. It's just, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. But what the fuck happened to Scotty Miller? That did not play out as expected. I really thought that Scotty Miller, with all his Tom Brady love, that he would have a much bigger day today. Because you think Mike Evans goes out, if he's out, Justin Watson sees the bigger time amount of targets, right? Because it's more that style. And when you look at Chris Godwin going out, you would anticipate Scotty Miller, but nope. Nope. Disappearing act for Scotty. Their opponent, Carolina, the Panthers. And yes, that is a Panther, Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore bounced back, didn't get a touchdown, but he did have eight catches, 120 yards. So that is definitely helpful. Thank you very much, Mr. DJ Moore. The Rams, again, they're looking fucking good. You got to like what the Rams are doing again. Now, it's a shame Cam Akers got hurt. We'll see what happens with that, how serious that is. But they are looking good. Daryl Henderson led the way in the backfield. 12 for 81 and a touchdown. Whew. And then Tyler Higby with three touchdowns. And now people are pointing out, the Higby fans, that, oh, what happened? All the people who bought But you have to remember, where was Gerald Everett? So, if Jared er Gerald Everett isn't involved, then Higby does step up. That's where all the hype came from last year. The whole point was Gerald Everett. Now, I'll have to look. <laughs> now I gotta look. Now I gotta look, for sure. But the point being is, that's when Higby makes his waves. And that's all anybody was saying. Oh, I guess he was active. But you know what? He was not on the score sheet at all. They must not have felt he was good enough to go. If the, But he was active. All right, so, hey, maybe I should just shut up. I thought he was inactive because he was not on the score sheet at all. I didn't fucking... Anytime I saw the Rams on red zone, I didn't see Gerald Everett anywhere, so... Who knows? Maybe he was active and just, uh, yeah, yeah. But hey, those that like Tyler Higby, hey, three touchdowns is pretty good. I wouldn't get used to that. But then again, something to keep an eye on, huh? Could be another situation where I'm proven wrong. Welcome back, Miles Sanders and Miles Sanders. So happy to have you back. Yes, I am. 95 yards and a touchdown, not bad. Not too shabby, but the Eagles still look like they look like they might be in trouble. They look like they might be in trouble. The Rams smashed them. And Carson Wentz does not look I And I know there's reasons to like Mr. Wentz, but when's the last time? When's the last time that he's looked like he did in that quote-unquote year he could have won MVP? When's the last time he looked that good? It's not been recent. 
I, here and there. A little worried about the Eagles, I got to say. A little worried. A little worried. Not as worried as Vikings fans should be about the Vikings. <laughs> but they should. But the Eagles fans should be worried. I also read they were, they were, it was an empty stadium, and yet they were still booing Carson Wentz. This is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Jags versus Titans was a hell of a game. Ended 33-30. to Win for the Titans, but James Robinson for the Jags. Hey, 16 for 102 and a touchdown. Outplayed Derrick Henry, who went 25 for 84. Johnny Smith had a hell of a day. Adam Humphreys. There's a Adam Humphreys sighting. This is fantastic. I love Adam Humphreys. Where did he come from? Filling in for A.J. Brown. And played him a couple spots. Appreciated the points. It was nothing crazy. But there was definitely an Adam Humphreys sighting. So nice to see. So nice to see. The Jets are bad, by the way. The Jets are bad. Please help Sam Darnold. If there's another organization, another, well, I should say another fandom that, uh, should be upset just as much as the Vikings fans. It should, it's the Jets, okay? Because they do have what I believe to be a good quarterback, and they have given him nothing. You look at all the young quarterbacks that come into the league recently, and they all get extremely set up for success. What is going on with the Jets? Poor fucking Sam Darnold. Yeah, he doesn't look great. He shouldn't. Maybe people expect him to lift the team up to look better if he's so good. That's rare quarterbacks, man. It's rare. No. Darnold needs some help, man. Get him some fucking help. Jesus. And we move on to the afternoon game. The afternoon game. <sighs> As mentioned previously, Tyrod Taylor went out with a chest injury, so the rook came in, Justin Herbert. Well, not bad. Not bad. This is definitely good for Eckler, although Joshua Kelly did get the most amount of carries, but Austin Eckler able to get more involved in the pass game. So I do think Herbert is good for Eckler, but I still love me some Joshua Kelly. And on the other side... For the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a bit of a no-show, huh? What happened there? I don't know. I don't know. What did happen there? Will Fuller, zero targets. Apparently had a issue with a hammy. But he came back in the second half. But was not targeted. And so for all the people celebrating Will Fuller, I get you. I get you. He had a good game. But I continued to say, Will Fuller, not the guy. It would be Brandon Cooks. It has to be Brandon Cooks. Will Fuller is not meant to be a wide receiver one. He'll have big games, but he's not going to play all 16 games, in my belief. And he's not going to do enough to sustain consistency. But Brandon Cooks, ah. And who led the Texans? Brandon Cooks with eight targets, five catches, 95 yards. Or maybe it was the second most. That was his <laughs> No, pretty sure. So, again, nothing against Will Fuller. He had a big game last week, and I think you can expect those big games. 
on occasion from him. But he's not a wide receiver one. And yes, Brandon Cooks was the target leader. So, that's what I got for you on that. And hey, I was hoping we'd get more Acres, but he got hurt. I was hoping we'd get more Swift. Lions looked terrible. And then I was hoping we'd get more Antonio Gibson. And hey, we did. Wasn't anything spectacular. 13 carries, 55 yards. Not super great. But a touchdown. Got in there. And I think he'll continue. It was him and J.D. McKissick today. So I think we'll see how it goes with that Washington backfield. But I do think they want Antonio Gibson to be the guy. So over the season, we'll see him get worked more and more into that role. And we'll, we'll probably see, still see a little bit of the nuances that are, you know, Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick. But I believe Antonio Gibson will become the man there over the course of the season. Yes, and his his teammate, T-Mac, my guy T-Mac, who we didn't see a lot of in week one, 125 and a touchdown today. Very good for him, very good for him. Yes, they played against the Cardinals, and hey, Kyler Murray, who had a day, he had a day. Lots of touchdowns. Kyler Murray, good job. And boy, does he love him some DeAndre Hopkins. And hey, guess what? I was wrong here, and I'm a little worried about Christian Kirk because I thought... He was going to go, well, DeAndre Hopkins was coming to Arizona in an offense that was going to spread the ball around a lot more. But the first couple of weeks, it's been a whole lot of DeAndre Hopkins. So you got to wonder, are we are we going to lose Christian Gert? I mean, excuse me, I had a yawn attack out of fucking nowhere. That was insane. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, he really loves him. So I, I might have been wrong about that. I really thought. And, and I wasn't the only one. There's a, And there was a lot of people in the opposite end. There was like, no, Hopkins is still going to kill it. But definitely one I think I missed on for sure. Then you had to Sunday Night Football. That was a fantastic game. Hell of a nightcap. Seahawks, Patriots. Got down to the wire. Super Cam was good, but he was not enough tonight. Edelman had 179 yards. And hey, Harry, Nikhil, Harry, we got a sighting. He, hey, he got some catches. I want to see that continue to bump up. But it does look like Mr. Cam Newton has an affinity for Julian Edelman. And man, Russell Wilson went off five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. And he just spread the ball around. D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lock. He even hit the rook, Freddie Swain. So, good game from the Seahawks. Good game all around. That was a lot of fun. And it's been enjoy. I've enjoyed watching Cam on the Patriots, as I've said before. It's just interesting, and it's a lot of fun. So, good stuff. Hell of a week, too. Hell of a week, too. Game over, man. Game over. That's right. Game over. Pot overtime. Get ready to get the hell out of here. But before we do, quick Monday night football prognosis. That's right. Saints at the Raiders. We get to check out this new Las Vegas stadium. Um, it's not going to have fans, but I'm still interested to see what it looks like. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of interested. For the Saints, I really think 
they're going to rely on the ground game. Kamara. I think this could be a good Latavius Murray game. Emmanuel Sanders, I think they're going to rely on him. But I also believe this could be a breakout game for Traquan Smith. Now, we've seen him do some damage before. But they're really going to have to make up for Michael Thomas not being there. And I think they're going to use a healthy dose of Emmanuel Sanders and a healthy dose of the running game. But they're also going to need something else. And I believe you're going to see some targets go to the tight end position, but I also, again, think it's Traquan Smith time. That's right. That's right. If he doesn't do it, if he doesn't do it tonight, then I don't fucking know what to say. I don't know. I don't know. Might not have a better time, Traquan Smith. Come on. Let's go. Reversely, I do think... Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think he has another big game in for him. I did, like, you know, I do not own a, enough Josh Jacobs in large part because if I was in that area in the draft, he was either gone or I wanted Miles Sanders over him, you know? But I do wish I had some Josh Jacobs on a team because he has played well. He's definitely played awesome to begin the year, and I look for another big day from him. Ruggs, he's questionable for the game. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see if he makes it out there. But even if he does, I think, though many of us expected some Brian Edwards action last week, I think it happens this week. Brian Edwards makes his mark on Monday Night Football. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's close up shop. Let's get the hell out of here. Madcaps, have a great fucking week. Thank you for enjoying, uh, for enjoying. Well, I hope you enjoy but thank you for joining me, is what I meant to say. And I hope you did enjoy the pod, the show. I hope you did. I hope you did. But have a great week. Don't forget about all the important shit going on in the world. But do remember to enjoy yourself. There's Stanley Cup Finals. That's been fun so far. The NBA playoffs. Ah, fucking nuggets, damn you. And if you're a fan of wrestling at all, the greatest wrestling of all the year is here. The New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax. So if you're into that shit, check it out. Because that's what you got going on right now. So enjoy yourself, but keep in mind the important shit going on in the world. Specifically the country right now. Alright, thanks again for listening. Do not forget to check me out and and check out all my content on the Twitters at RMK Madness. That's right. Thank you for listening once again. As always, much love to you all. Much love. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. <clears throat> stay mad. Stay mad. <sighs> and have a great week. And we'll chat soon. Pod on Monday. Oh, 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 oh. Before I forget. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Mini Madness. I'm going to do a Mini Madness pod. I know I talked about last week. This week. Look for it on Tuesday. Tuesday. Mini Madness video. Talking about waiver wire shit. So don't forget to check that out. Once again, sorry for all the craziness. It's been, it's, I blame the sleep. I'm always blame the sleep. And I know I said once again like 500 times I have a I have problems. I'm going to go get I'm going to go eat and get more sleep. <laughs> it's the truth. That's what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. Eat, nap. Eat, nap. 
I do like to eat and nap. It's one of my favorite things to do. Anyway, stay safe, everyone. Have a great week. Ta-ta for now. Laters. Welcome to the show.